What the hell's the name of this thing? The Ballsy Podcast. Hosted by the award-winning Evan Grant. This is my yeah, baby, hey. and these two were just along riding my carpet, my carpet tail. Kevin Sherrington. I did not choose the dance life. It chose me. Barry Horn. You know what my intention is? When's the last is? time that anybody has ever asked you a No question. one's ever asked me a question. I'm married. Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. And I'm Barry Horn. To hear our other exciting additions, simply subscribe to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. You know we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a Z. So sit back, relax, that's relax with an X, and enjoy another edition of the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z Podcast. Evan, you want to say something? Oh, I was waiting for the music to take us right out. <laughs> oh, no, no. This is the start of the podcast. Brandon, uh, this is our second podcast of the day. <laughs> oh, look at Evan. And everybody's in a bad mood already. <laughs> Go ahead. Go. I drive bus, Barry. No. Drive. You, 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 <laughs> Don't even introduce the guests. Hello, Brandon George of the Dallas Morning News, SportsDayDFW.com, DallasNews.com, Candidly Cowboys, and what else? Curious George. Let's, let's not go. Yeah, Curious George. Don't forget that. Yeah. yeah. Father, husband, Tarrant County re- resident. Brandon, we're going to see if we can <laughs> yeah. keep Barry out of this altogether because he is the one who has caused all the problems in the podcast so far. He also asks. He, he'll he'll ask he a dumb question. Yeah. Yeah. What was, was the question he asked? Drink, la- no. And what was the question you asked last week? Last week the question was, should the Rangers play more day games to prepare for day game playoffs? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, because the Rangers played so well because they had the real big home field advantage at the ballpark. He's going to defend this, right? So they should continue to play in front of empty crowds during the day. Well, what 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 do you care about crowds in in August? You're the one who brought up home field advantage. Yeah, but what what do you care about crowd? You say crowds. What do you care about the crowds who show up in August? When here we are in the in the I care if they we, start dropping dead from heat exhaustion. We're, we're here at the ALCS, and boys, you know what? The Rangers aren't. Boys, this is the Cowboys podcast, and we have a guest. So let's let's have our manners. All right. Thank you, Mr. Kevin. Yeah. Inside voices. Inside voices. Brandon George. All right. So the Cowboys go to Lambeau and they dominate the Packers. Here's what I want to know from you. How much of that was the Cowboys continuing to play unbelievably well as they did the week before against the Bengals, and how much of it is the inexplicable demise of Aaron Rodgers? Well, I mean, I think obviously the Green Bay offense has struggled most of the year. I think that's part of it. But you got to give the Cowboys credit. I think uh, right now, when you look at this team, it could be a big distraction looming with this quarterback situation. Jason Garrett had the team ready to play. They win by two touchdowns at Lambeau, the only second time ever they've won up there. I mean, it's a very impressive win. I mean, the way these rookies have carried this team so far with Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, I just think it's been really impressive the way that uh, they've kind of inspired this team. And, and it's just been a total surprise for them to start 5-1 and one when you look at the fact that Tony Romo hasn't played a game and Des Bryant has missed the last three games. You had Tyron Smith out two games. Orlando Scandrick's been out four games. So I just think with all those players that are part of, part of your leadership group of this team, for them to be 5-1 and one going to the bye week, it's pretty miraculous. All right, Brandon, how much of the next two weeks will you spend asking Jason Garrett who will be his quarterback against Philadelphia? Well, certainly that's going to be the, the number one question, I think, for everyone. Who, who will be the quarterback uh, going forward? I do think 
I'm talking to people this past week, it is looking more and more like, you know, Dak Prescott will probably at least, uh, get the next game at least, and then uh, they'll look at maybe bringing Tony Romo back for the uh, road game at Cleveland. That makes a little sense when you think about bringing a quarterback back for Cleveland. It sets up pretty well. You saw what Tom Brady did against the Browns a few weeks ago when, they, when uh, he was coming off suspension. And uh, But still, it's a big decision for this team going forward, obviously what to do with Romo and his future. Wait a minute. Are you saying if the Cowboys beat the Eagles on Sunday night, there's a chance Tony Romo could be starting against uh, Cleveland the next week? I don't think there's any doubt about it because if you look at the, the fact that the loyalty issue with Tony Romo, this team is stuck by him throughout everything. Uh, they owe him $19 million next year. Uh, if, you, if you don't play Tony Romo, you're pretty much signaling the end of his career, uh, at least in, in Dallas anyway. I mean, he could play for another team. But, I mean, you're not going to bring him back after that. I mean, what you, you're not going to bounce these quarterbacks back and forth. When you go with Dak Prescott, you go with him and you're, you're, you put the, you know, the pedal to the metal, basically. He's going to be the quarterback moving forward for the future. Kevin, your thoughts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Evan, for that, that traffic cop. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, uh, your thoughts on who plays quarterback? Who I, 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 who should or will? Who will play quarterback against the Philadelphia Eagles? I, I, uh, I, I believe that uh, the Dak will play, and, and I believe that, that the saner heads will have to prevail in this. And who will play against the Cleveland Browns? And I, and I, I, I think that Dak will play. And I, I think both you and I were on – the there's no way that Dak is going to continue to play quarterback when Tony's healthy. I, I think that up until this 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 past Sunday or 24 hours ago, we we both felt very strongly that Roma would be back at quarterback, and, and I, just for all the reasons that that uh, that Brandon just gave. Absolutely, and 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 I, uh, you know, Barry, you wrote a really good piece this morning in the paper, citing just about everybody in America who weighed in on the Romo versus Prescott thing. And I, I thought that one thing that was said yesterday on the broadcast, and five different Hall of Famers, I think you quoted, correct? I believe so. Five different Hall of Famers. Oh, football Hall of Famers. Wait a minute, are we talking about something you wrote? Yeah, I know, it's a, it's a shocking <laughs> development. Oh my gosh. But five different Hall of Famers, basically, what did they say on, the, on, on various broadcasts? Well, it was, it was interesting that even before the game, even before the game, uh, you know, Terry Bradshaw, four Super Bowls, Hall of Famer, Howie Long, Hall of Famer, Michael Strahan, Hall of Famer, and Jimmy Johnson, who's not a pro football Hall of Famer, but he's a college football Hall of Famer. Um, they all said, really, it didn't even matter what happened against uh, Green Bay. They, w- they would all go with Dak uh, okay. moving forward. And, and I, talked to, I talked to Roger Staubach on Friday morning at, the, at AT&T Stadium. He said pretty much the same thing. said the same thing. And he's, died, and he's a huge Tony fan. And then, he's at Long Bend, yeah. And and then during the broadcast yesterday, and, and you know during the broadcast yesterday, they had Brett Favre in the booth after he was honored at Lambeau Field, and both Aikman and Brett Favre endorsed going forward with Dak. And and I thought the most prescient thing that was said in all of this was I know where you're going, and you're right. Was the momentum factor that you've got right now, and that this is the kind of run you don't very often see. But the hedge that Troy Aikman gave was that at some point in time. This year, this team is going to need Tony Romo, and I think that that's that's a that factors in. But I don't think that you're pulling Dak Prescott out until he has a bad game and then a second consecutive bad well, game. Brandon just told us it doesn't matter what he does against Philadelphia on Sunday night on the biggest stage of the year. Tony Romo will be quarterbacking in Cleveland. Brandon, who do you think? Do you think that's a since you're getting that feeling, are you getting that feeling based on 
on a Jerry Jones type decision making process, or are you getting it from a Jason Garrett, or is it are they in unison there? Well, I mean, they've been in unison throughout. That that, that obviously this is Tony's team. That's the public stance. When you talk about a, talk to everybody privately, they'll they'll continue to say that you know they they believe in Tony. They believe when he's healthy, he's he's the he's the best quarterback for the Cowboys. They've been consistent in that message. Now, if you're asking me who should or would, I mean, it's a different question, obviously. I mean, I, I, I agree with you guys as far as should. I mean, I wouldn't change the momentum factor either. I'm just saying the fact that you got the loyalty issue and the fact that I think when you put, tell, tell Tony if he's healthy and you tell him that he's not going to start, start for the Dallas Cowboys, that signals the end of his career in Dallas. And I, think, I don't think they're ready to do that yet. Let me ask you this, uh, Brandon, when you talked about the players on the team, and this is one of the things that, uh, at least it seems to me this way, uh, there has to be an explanation for why the defense is playing so well. And, and I know the offense is playing very well, and it is chewing up time on the clock and all of that, and much like they did in 2014. But having said that, there's got to be an explanation for why Brandon Carr is playing so much better, why Mo Claiborne is playing so much better. And I know he's healthy now and all of that. But it seems to me, is it possible when you talk to these guys in that locker room, do they believe this much in these in these young guys that it is infusing them with confidence, even on the defensive side? I don't think there's any doubt, Kevin. I mean, when you talk to everyone in the locker room, uh, the confidence factor is really, really high with Dak Prescott. I mean, it's been that way really for most of the, from really the start. I mean, they've they've seen this guy in in uh, training camp how poised he is. You hear that all the time. And just the fact that he, he's a, a kind of a leader behind closed doors, and, when, and that's been the case all the way through his career. He's been like that, and so if you talk to these guys in the locker room, they're really high on Dak and and Elliott, the way they've played, the, what they brought to this team. I think it is. I think it is spilling over the defense. I think I really know really another way to explain it when you look at the the, the talent drop in, on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, it's really uh, not there for the Cowboys. So I think that's part of it. So. Now, not to, not that Tony was ever an unpopular guy in the locker room, but do you believe that if the if Tony was made the starting quarterback, there might be a ripple go through that locker room? You know, I think uh, the team has been really good about this. I do think there would be a slight ripple because when you look at this, uh, the makeup of this Cowboys team, there's a lot of young players. A lot of these guys haven't been around to see Tony really in his best years. Uh, he's been hurt most of the time the last couple of years, and I, I think there would be a ripple because Dak Prescott has shown them, uh, you know, that he can he can lead this team and they can win with him. And uh, I don't think they've seen that from Tony Romo consistently. So I think there would be a slight ripple for sure. Yeah, see, there, here's the issue I Wait have, minute, Kevin. I, you you kind of threw me off base, even though I am writing a check as we as we speak right now. <laughs> but you did throw me off base because you asked Brandon a question about you. You kind of had that non secondary in there about the defense. Was was there a connect? No, no, no. The, the the issue was in the locker room. I'm right. trying to get at the locker room and what the issue is. Is that it's just more than an offensive thing. This is an offensive and defensive thing. Where right. where where Dak the and defense team, is playing well. I mean, yeah, the defense is playing so well. They're they're playing with much more confidence, and right. and there's no question about that in my, in my mind to watch them. And it seems an awful coincidence that they are playing with so much more confidence just when when Dak and Zeke uh, get in and they're and they're taking over this offense. Well, it, I, it, for me, part of that comes back to this: is that 
the Cowboys are controlling the clock so well and that they're playing not just with confidence, they're playing with freshness. And so they've got a lot of energy when they get on the field. Right, much and, like 2014. And they know that field goals right now, field goal, giving up field goals are victories. Every time they give up a field goal, it is a victory for this club. But, but now, I, having said that, the, the, these guys in the secondary, these corners did not play this well in 2014 either. I no. mean, I, I, even when they played that well. And so I, I think that th- that's the thing to me. But there's that, also now some continuity in the secondary. Right. And, you, and, and, well, and people are healthy. Well, you know, Mo Claiborne did get hurt yesterday. He did. And, and did then, he come back to the game after n- that? No. He did not. He did not. Right, correct, Brandon? Yeah, no, he didn't. Sean, actually, Sean Lee was the one that hit him and called the concussion. <laughs> Sean, yeah, Sean, Sean Lee put him. a number of people out yesterday, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he did. So but he, he but does an, have a but concussion. My point he is, Anthony concussion. Brown, who, who played pretty well as well. I think you know, yeah. no one talks about Anthony Brown, at least that I, that I notice. When I watch these games, I, I tell you, uh, he's playing phenomenally well to me for a, for a rookie. What, what, is the, what is the take out there on him? No, he's been really good, Kevin. I mean, that's, you, you bring up a good point. I mean, Skander's been out four games, and Brown's still didn't really, you know, he's been a really good fill-in. But, I mean, when you look at yesterday when, um, you know, when Mo went out, uh, Brown was, you know, moved to the outside cornerback position because they were working uh, Byron Jones kind of in the nickel nickel spot there. So I think uh, he just showed his versatility there. They really liked the guy. They had a fourth-round grade on him coming out of, of college, and, and uh, you know, he's a, he ended up being a six-round pick. And he's really, really, really played well for this team. What what grade did they have on Dak? What what round did they have on him? It was about in the, in the range that they drafted him. This, the, uh, so, so this is, to me, you know, Dak has been brilliant, and Zeke has been brilliant, and those obviously Zeke was a first round pick the fourth overall pick Dak was out of nowhere but I think everybody in America thought this defense was going to be a real drag on any chance that this team had and it's played really well I mean I to me that's again coming out of that Green Bay game that's that's the thing that stands out for me is as well as Zach and, and Zach as well as Dak and Zeke have played the defense is. Maybe we should just call them Zach. The two of them together. What do you think? I was. I've, I've been trying to come up with nicknames for him. What's the best you've come up with? Deke. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was much better than Zach. Keep working, Evan. Yeah, Keep that, working. There you go. Don't give up your day job. We won't call him Barry. So, so Brandon, let's let's not get distracted <laughs> from the, the from the main point here, which is that the defense. Uh, well, no, I think he makes an excellent point about this, and this is why I've said all along is that there's no bigger fan. At Valley Ranch of Tony Romo. Valley Ranch? Uh, or at the Star. Okay, I forgot they moved. Uh, there's no bigger fan at the Star of Tony Romo than Jason Garrett. He, he is his number one fan. And, and I, and I, is he a bigger fan than Jerry? Uh, yeah, I think he you Listen, let me tell you something on, on Jerry. He's a fan of winning. And when, when and the fact that Dak is winning so much, and that Dak is such a huge star, and and that people are liking him, you, I'm telling you right now, he would, you know, he would. Uh, he push, sees two things there. He sees wins and money and money. Yeah, that's right. He would push Tony off of the ledge uh, right now. I think. Well, to, to what, get his, but uh, what would he pay back. for another Super Bowl? He, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> think there's enough money in the Metroplex. No, and, and here's the thing about the about the and, and, and I know that, that everyone talks about the money that, that's owed Tony and, and that's certainly right. But it's the same argument we, we used to make uh, it, when we were I was trying to flop uh Profar for Elvis is that if you if you take but this was before this year and Elvis had a really good season, um, is that if you if Tony's your backup quarterback, he's obviously making too much money for a backup quarterback, but your starting quarterback's making nothing. 
Right. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, the point whether it, and and you know, football's got other issues because of the salary cap, but certainly you want your you know, if you're going to try and save money with a starting quarterback or a starting shortstop who's going to be inexpensive. And you can't carry a really expensive backup behind him. I mean, it just makes no sense. Right. So, so let me ask you this, because you know, I, I'm certainly no cap ex- expert, uh, Brandon. But if let's say they went with Dak and he was the starting quarterback, and the, and for the rest of this year, and I and I'm sure Tony was would not want to come back to be the backup quarterback next year. Uh, what could possibly happen to separate Tony Romo from the Cowboys in such a way that the Cowboys would be uh, amenable to that? Well, I mean, you talking about how they could save the money, or if they got rid of Tony? You're talking about? Yeah, I, because if, if, what, I mean, what if Tony, if Tony retired, if if, if Tony oh, yeah. quits, you know, how would that impact the cap? Well, down the road, obviously, you would. I mean, you'd save like you know, between, you know, eighteen to twenty million, and then like uh, like a seventeen, eighteen years, and in the years two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen. Now, look, um, if he, you know, you can make him a post June first cut, and you know, you can cut, you can cut what the cap hit is next year about in half. And that's probably what they would end up doing if uh, if you move on from Tony. But the bottom line to me is with, with Tony, you know, is he going to accept you know accept the backup role? How's he going to handle this? I think it's, there's a lot more involved in this than just the money issue. I think I don't think he would uh, handle it very well, just knowing Tony Romo. And uh, I think uh, the future is Dak, obviously. But it's just, the question is, you know, if you if you make the switch, what do you lose? You lose the momentum. But is Tony going to get hurt again? How quickly is that going to be in the game? I mean, there's all the all those things that really you think about. I mean, is Tony going to be healthy? If you put Tony back in, is he going to remain healthy the rest of the season? Of course, the answer is probably not. No, and and that and that was the point I made Sunday. But now I'm you know. Oh wait a minute! Are you citing something you wrote? I know that really drives Barry crazy when I do that. But I think it's uh, pertinent to bring these things up. I'm, I'm talking about something I wrote that was probably incorrect, Barry. Barry, oh, Barry's always, oh, Barry's always afraid. Bring, bring that you, it on. Barry's always the, afraid that you're bragging about yourself when you talk about something you're on. See, a reference this is point. this is what's so insulting to Barry is that you're you're citing things that you wrote. That that's the part that's insulting. Yeah, and he doesn't really write anything. No, I, wow, no, that was I'm scamming shot. everybody here. Yeah, no, is that is that years worth that, of that, that of the two guys who's more willing to be a backup quarterback? Well, Dak would be obviously. He he wouldn't have a problem going back to the oh, bench. You you know, think. I know he says that. I know and and, and he said it after the game. I don't say he'd be happy about no. it. But but I'm saying that he'd understand the the situation much more than Tony would. I mean, at this point, if we're gonna if we're gonna weigh who's who's more likely to be uh, satisfied as a backup quarterback, it certainly would be Dak over over Tony. And I and I get that, and I think that's a very uh, valid issue. But I I watched that team play Sunday against the Packers up there, and they go right down the field uh, on the very first drive, you know, and take the and take the stadium right out of it. The the ninety five yard drive, uh, ninety six you know, yard drive, that was unbelievable, an unbelievable drive. You've got Packer fans booing that team. Yeah, that was amazing to me to actually hear a Lambeau crowd booing the Packers. That's like Cardinals fans booing, you know, the Cardinals. They, they just baseball. Don't do you're that. talking baseball. Now. baseball you're not talking. Right. No, uh, not not the Arizona Cardinals. No, no. That, you know, nope. That's one, Kevin. That's one reason I think the defense is so well too, because the Cowboys have gotten off such a fast start these games. They they've had the lead, and so I think that's really helped the defense take a lot of pressure off the defense. I mean, these opening drives they scored every all but one time, and that's when they missed the field goal in the opening drive. So every time they pretty much had the lead, and a lot of times it's been a big lead early on. Did the Cowboys have a different game plan with uh, Zeke? Because uh, Morris did not come in 
in the, in the third or the, what it, uh, in his usual progression? Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Absolutely, yes. He, right. he, he did he, not. He didn't carry the ball till the end of the game, right? He, he was in. He did play a little bit early, but it was still. I think they did use uh, more. Excuse me. He did use uh, Elliott a little bit more than they have uh, in previous games. I, I think that's a valid point. I do think. Uh, when you look at the way he was, you know, running, obviously, I think he really, you know, set the tone early, and I think they wanted to stick with him. So I think that's part of it. The, that was the, uh, an issue that, that that Troy Ekman brought up, and I think a valid one too is that there, for the most part, look, if you got Alfred Morris as your backup running back, a very a very good backup running back uh, in this game, I think that means that Zeke doesn't need to be carrying the ball more than twenty to twenty five times a game. He's only done that twice, uh, but this was one of them. He didn't need to carry it 33 times yesterday. Not with a not with a three touchdown lead. Basically, I, I'm looking at it. Says he carried it 28 times. 28 times. I thought he did. He had yeah. 28 times yesterday. I thought, That's I too thought many. The same though. thing. I, they're going to have to be careful with, with managing his workload a little bit, especially late in games when they have big leads. I think Morris needs to get more touches. You know, then you talk about decisions that have to be made. They're about to have to make one on Darren McFadden because he's about to come off the uh, physically unable to, to perform list. And they have to make a decision what they want to do with him. I mean, you bring him back, you try to trade him. Uh, he's the guy that led you in rushing last year, so they have a decision to make with him as well. Do you, what do you, What do you think in a trade you could get for Darren McFadden? Nothing. Well, that's the thing. When you look at his injury, uh, we talked to him a few weeks ago, and he was talking about how he still couldn't extend his uh, right arm fully, extend his right arm because of the, the fractured elbow and the way it healed. And so he was still working through that. So I mean, how much is the team going to give up for a running back that? and fully extend his right arm. So, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, a mid-round pick may be as good as you can get. Oh, I'd take that. A mid-round pick? You really think they could get a mid-round pick for, for him right now? I think if you get a fifth-rounder, for, I'd take it. Oh, for sure. in, a, in a heartbeat. For sure. I would. Because, right. because Alfred Morris does, has played very well, and I think that's a, a real issue with this team. And, and really, I didn't understand that yesterday when you're up two touchdowns and and uh, and Zeke was still in the game at that point. I, I think that's the one issue I would have with the game yesterday. Which otherwise, I, let me ask you this, Brandon: the time you've been out there with the Cowboys, how how often have you seen them put together back to back games like that against the Bengals and against the Packers? Oh, that's very rare. Obviously, I mean the way they played against Cincinnati and then, and then follow that up at Lambeau like that. Uh, it's been rare for the Cowboys really in the last decade. I mean, you haven't seen them play back-to-back games like that in forever. All right, so, Brandon, this is your bye week, and we know you've got big plans. You're probably going to Cabo, or what do you do on your bye week? Well, uh, I am actually taking some time off this, this on this bye week. Uh, my mom is uh, recently off back surgery, so I'm going to go check on her. Well, that's, Good for you. That is good of you, Brandon. That is good of you, so – Enjoy that. We're going to let you run here. We've kept you already 20 minutes, and uh, we will be back in touch later in the year. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks for being with us, Brandon. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. All right, man. There goes Brandon George. I think, you know, he brings a very uh, – I, I think the point he makes is, is th- a very was, valid one. I was stunned. I'm, I'm stunned by what he said. I'm not really stunned. By, I'm, I'm stunned by if you listen to everybody on the outside. We're, we're, we're hearing everybody on the outside. We're not hearing people from the inside. Right? I, but – Evan, even you're stunned, correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it, well, I, I can understand that he is hearing from the Cowboys and what he is hearing from the Cowboys, and I, I assume that the Cowboys – you know, and I, I assume that Jason Garrett, for whatever reason, will let this thing play out for the next ten days, which I think is stupid, because I think you should just go ahead and say, "Look, this is a meritocracy here. This guy is playing not just well, 
He is an elite NFL quarterback at this moment in time. We are going to we are going to run with him through Philadelphia. Give give Tony another another week to heal. Then see what happens. If he's god awful in Philadelphia, bring Tony no, back. It's against a game Cleveland. is here. You're talking about. Dak. I mean, against Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. If if Dak is god awful against Philadelphia, then bring Tony back against Cleveland, and and you have an opportunity for some immediate success and to and to pick things back up and for him to step in. But if Dak Prescott comes out and plays well against Philadelphia again, you, as as Troy Aikman said and as Brett Favre said, these are uncommon runs in the NFL. And as NFL evaluators, the coach and the general manager have to recognize that. Well, did you hear Troy Aikman use the F word yesterday in a sentence with with uh, Dak? I think they, I think they bleeped that. No, no, no. The F word was he he actually said he had, he could be a franchise. Quarterback. I think he said he was a franchise. He was yeah, okay. I, better. I, yeah. He is a franchise yeah. quarterback. And I think better, all of the, better, I think, better for my point. I think all of that is just is, is hype at this point. Now, time. Troy doesn't talk like that. Troy, yeah. Troy I does not. I, talk no, like I, I'm, I'm. I know that Troy believes what he said. I'm just saying that at this point in time, I don't think there's any reason to make this leap. Okay, he has clearly the Packers were the toughest opposition he's faced. Correct. Toughest, toughest environment he's played. Toughest environment, oh, yeah. environment, yeah. He played well. I think. I think the the point that Brett Favre made uh, was was perfect because that's exactly what I was thinking. He said, "I thought that that Lambo would be too big for him." Right. And, and shows you how much I know. And 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 it wasn't. You know, the moment no. wasn't. No. So, for me, on, on just on a meritocracy on, on a meritocracy scale, Dak Prescott has earned the starting quarterback's job for the time being. Um. Is it a week-to-week thing? I wouldn't say week-to-week thing, but I do think that that when you do get a situation where he struggles, you probably say, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna see if this was one bad week, or if the NFL is, or if the rest of the league has figured something out about him and let him go another game." You know, I hate to bring up what I, what I see on TV and what I wrote. I wrote this, Kevin, as I wrote in the Dallas Morning News today. I I, I don't remember the one that takes shots at you for what how much I, you're. I was, I was I was I was. Interested to see that both Jimmy Johnson and Terry Bradshaw yesterday in the pregame show pointed out for as much as everybody loves Tony, he hasn't had any success in the postseason. Uh, well, they both pointed it out. Neither has Dak. No, but okay, Zach, Dak is not o for his career. Yeah, but I don't think. See, here's the thing. I think we need two things. I want and this to, might be the year. Uh, that two Tony, things I want us to look at. Okay. First of all, if, if Tony Romo had had been healthy and and Dak was still a backup quarterback, right? Uh, what do you think their record would be? Well, I think based on the way the defense has played, and certainly the way Zeke has played, you could make the argument that they'd be five and t- that they'd be, be they'd be five and one as well. You could all you could make the argument that they might be six and zero. Oh. I mean, they're one Bryce, they're they're one uh, Terrence Williams b- screw up, screw up. He did go out of bounds at the right time yesterday. Yes, he, he did. did. You noticed that, right? Yes, he, did. he, he, he doesn't make the same there. mistake three no. times in six weeks. So I, I think it's you know, and of course I, I know what fans who were the anti Romos would say is that oh he would have he would have pulled a stupid play, would have forced a pass. He would have done something dumb. That's but what, he has, just what Jimmy Johnson pointed out. I, I'll just point that out. I think you yeah, know. He, he said they would have done that. He and, said he he makes a lot of the the argument he said has been that Tony would make more big plays. Yes, for, for the Cowboys. But he also he also said, but some of those big plays that he tries to make turn into big plays. For the, and, and that's for the and, see, and I, I want to say this about about Jimmy Johnson and 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 Dak. Right? What does this team look like to you? No, let's take away 2014. What does this team look like to you? 
you, you, you're thinking it looks like a Jimmy Johnson coach team? Is yes. that what you're going to say? It's exactly what it is. Did you write that? No, I did not write well, that. Why, you, why do you say that? Because it's, it's a ball-controlled team. Right. You know, we're going to run the ball. Our quarterback is going to is going to throw high-percentage throws. Now, he runs more than than, than uh, Troy Eggman ever ran. Right. Uh, but – but he's, he's it's a ball control team. It's Offensively, a it's a ball team. control team. And we're and we're not going to force the issue. We're going to throw the ball to the guys that are open. Right. Uh, we don't turn the ball over. That's Jimmy's big deal. Was we don't turn the ball over. Well, he and he's made. I mean, by and large, he's made great decisions. The quarterback has made great decisions in every in every case. And you it, know, the, the funny thing to me too about watching Dak play is is his relationship with uh, Cole Beasley. Of all people, and, I, and look, w- w- before this season, remember w- whenever we were talking about Cole Beasley, yeah, yeah, he had some nice things he could do, but basically we were talking about he and his wife and the and the Twitter Tweeting. wars they were getting into with people, right? right. Correct. And yeah. now all of a sudden he's become the most dynamic weapon well, in the NFL. Well, he's become a dynamic weapon in large part because they've been without Dez for three weeks. You know? I, and that's a great point. I don't recall. But this is— no, Nobody's sitting around going, when is Dez coming back? Well, because here's the difference from for me, and, and I th- well because they're for me they're because they're running the ball so well. But here's here's the, here's the thing about, and this will be interesting when Dez comes. Yes, back. I know where you go because you watch Dak, and what he says about Cole Beasley is exactly true. Every time I look at him, he's open, right? He, and because he, he runs tremendous routes. Did you see on the touchdown uh, catch? He runs up and just stops and kind of dead legs the DB. He just stand there looking at him, and then he kind of gives him a little he shove and, zag, and goes to his right, yeah. and he's five yards open. Right. Tell me whenever you've seen Des Bryant five yards open. Right. Never. So what are you saying? What, what, where, where, where could this go? What I'm saying is, is that Tony Romo bench Des lo- loves. No. Tony Romo loves Des. And he is willing to. I'm going to throw the ball up to him because I'm going to give him the chance to win this play because of his superior athletic ability. And he's not going to be wide open, but he'll jump up, he'll fight for the ball. Maybe he'll get it. Maybe he won't. Tony. Tony loves Des, and he also loves Jason Witten. And and I do think that if there's any uh, unconscious favoritism there, that he's looking, you know, on in, in their direction whenever he can. But the, the, my, my point is... I think is, Brescott's been much more willing to spread the ball around. Well, he is, but, but my point is about Dak is that he's... I, I, I say that he seems to be smarter than Tony. I'm not saying that. I'm saying... Tony's Tony's like Phil Mickelson. He's a gambler. You know, right. I'm, I'm going to make a crazy play here. I'm, I'm going to make this right. work. Could pay off big time. And, or... the, and, the, and Dak is Jordan Spieth. Dak is, is saying, no, 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 this guy's wide open. I'm not going to force the issue and throw a ball down here to right. Dez, who's not wide open. Why wouldn't I throw it to this guy right here who's about, wide open? You know, it, uh, and uh, Dak's been criticized. How about the the – the bomb he threw to uh, Butler at Butler. It was perfect pass. And, you know, perfect I, pass. And I've it kind of right campaigned for Bryce Butler to get more time, and, and I'm, I'm withdrawing that uh, now. I, I just think that he makes too many boneheaded plays out there. I think this is one of the reasons why the Raiders gave up on him. He got great size, got good speed, got pretty good hands, although he dropped that pass. Oh. And was hitting right in the hands is just inexcusable, uh, is that he, he's just not – He's not much of an upgrade over Terrence so, Williams, if at all. So here's a question that uh, I've been wanting to get to all day: Is this? We're six games into the season. Um, who's the NFL Rookie of the Year? Yeah, but I mean, between those two guys, yeah, they got two candidates. Yes, they do. I, I think in the end, what it'll end up being would be a Zeke Elliott because he's going to end up. He's in at this pace. He's going to break the rookie rushing record, right? Uh, and and people will just look at that. They'll look at those numbers. And 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 Dax, even though he's winning. His numbers won't be. His numbers are very Roma, very Troy Aikman like. He's you know? got. He's what's he got now? Four consecutive games with a hundred plus p- passer rating. 
Yeah, no, no, four that, or five? No, it's it's that's very good. But I, what I'm going to say is that uh, that the, the numbers that the Zeke puts up, people will say put more. Well, more it's going to because the numbers that Zeke is going to put up are going to be historic. You know, right. historic at, at that level. But I think that. Um, so who are you voting for? Consecutive games, consecutive games with a hundred a hundred or better quarterback rating in Cowboys history. Longest streak is Romo, seven games. Uh, Staubach, Romo, and Prescott have five consecutive game streaks. All right, so, Evan, Evan, who are you going to vote for? Well, since I don't have a vote, nobody. Well, um, who would you vote for? I, I I think that when it all comes down to it, I think Dak has done the more remarkable job, but I think yeah. that Zeke. Right. As going to be Zeke has been the more elite performer. So you would you vote for Zeke? I I think right now you'd have to. Kevin, I would vote for Dak, but but people will vote. But people will vote for Zeke. I I, I promise you. They they look at those numbers. But remember, after two games, we were all talking about, oh, Zeke's got a problem holding on to the ball. Absolutely, uh, he's underachieving, and here he is with 700 yards after six games. See, that's the one thing I wanted to say about that too about that the Green Bay game. Is that uh, I didn't even know that stat until the game came on that they were holding teams to four was it forty eight yards a game rushing? Yeah, uh, the, the, it was. I think it was more than that, but uh, I, I, not much more. No, I think it was that's that was this phenomenal. And then for them to come out there and and just to blow that open, right. and I and I had to because you know it's hard to tell when you're watching the game on television. You don't know how the teams are lined up on defense, and so how much of that might have been not just. So much the blocking by the line and the and the play of, of Zeke, but the the fact that the team had to respect uh, Dak more, and, I, they were, and, I, they're, I, and they're backing off more. Than I they think were. it all goes hand in hand. And Probably I mean, again, so. he's been. Listen, I you can, you know, you can put an NFL, you can put a rookie quarterback out there, and he can run and make plays, and you can throw put him out there, and he can throw great deep balls, and he can maybe even throw a good fade route. But when you make good decisions, which is what Prescott has done for six weeks, that that shows an enormous level of maturity. Is, is anybody here troubled by the three fumbles in the last two games uh, by Dak? Is it is it three? Is it three uh, it was, fumbles? It was two fumbles yesterday. One one he lost one. One, no. he, one uh, and one the ball was stripped as he was. Yeah, right. I, I didn't have a problem with that. You know that, that when it, you're bringing, the, you're in the pocket, and, you're, and, the, and the pocket's collapsing on you, and you're bringing the hand. It's not like now that was the one that was troubling to me. It was one where he was he was getting outside the pocket and he hit his own thigh and dropped the ball, and that was not good. Uh, I guess we'll see we'll see at some point. Remember what they said about Troy was he couldn't throw a wet ball, and so now we'll say that that uh, right. small, that, hand, that small hands, small hands, small hands. Yeah, we're all we're, we're we do, and you know this is. Part of part of I guess the job that we do, but I mean we we create these narratives, and the bottom line is that this team is five and one with him. They've played very very well with him running the show, and uh, you can if you want to try and parse up different aspects of the game. There's no perfect quarterback, and certainly a guy who was taken in the fourth round. There were going to be some weaknesses there. And that's, Kevin, you've got breaking news. There's no. It's a great point about the. the oh well, what, you were looking at your phone. I thought, like Jay Glazer, you had just heard from an NFL executive. I had not. Or but, Debbie but, Sherrington, but the, <laughs> which was an even bigger executive. The, uh, the the point I was going to make was that look, the, the comparison everybody was making in rookie quarterbacks this year was between uh, Dak Prescott. And Carson Wentz. No, it was going to be between Wentz and Goff, wasn't it? No, no, not in the season. Oh, okay. Because okay. yeah, Goff's not even getting a chance to play. Right. So, so uh, playing behind Case Keenum. Yeah, playing behind Case Keenum of all people. 
a, a Houston quarterback, by the way, uh, is that uh, that yesterday we saw Carson Wentz look like a rookie quarterback yeah. against yeah, the definitely Redskins. Did. Definitely uh, did. And 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 of course. And that and that's another issue for me that a little bit. Uh, every every great season that a team has, and every Super Bowl season, there are some fortunate moments in that. But when the Cowboys played the Redskins, Kirk Cousins could not have looked worse. He didn't look good yesterday when I saw him. Uh, he was pretty good. I didn't think so. He was pretty good. When I, I watched a lot of that game, I, and he was pretty good. He was he was a, a, a thousand percent better than he was against the Cowboys. I do not understand how every team in this division is at or above five hundred. Because I watched that Eagles Redskins game yesterday, and I thought both those teams did not look very good. Well, I think the Redskins are. I tell you what, they're they're pretty good. Their offensive line's pretty good, and and they got some good players on on defense too. They got I, they got to Wentz. They did get to Wentz some, particularly they, in the game. You know, they they got some pressure on them. And 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 of course, that's what we all been waiting to see. Is you know now before the the Green Bay game that that that's the game they did put some pressure on on Dak. We saw him under pressure there, and he did. Make a mistake or two. He he did throw an interception. He he did because he was under pressure. Right. He did uh, he did get stripped of the ball because he was under pressure. So that's when we see quarterbacks at their worst. And some of the games previous to this one, including the Bengals game, when he's just standing back there scanning the field, well, look, you can find a thousand quarterbacks who are going to do well in that situation. That's what everybody will tell you is that any quarterback looks good when there's no pressure on him. The difference maker is what happens when there's someone right in his face, you know, when there, when there are people all around him. How does he handle that? And and he seemed to handle that. Not even when he made mistakes yesterday, they didn't seem to. He didn't well, compound them. Didn't didn't he come back after the interception or after the the fumble and lead him on a? I a, believe that's a, right, and and that was my point. Is that and that was it, that was great? Yeah, it's to, it's to see him put that aside. Yeah, boom. and to say you know you know what? Okay, all right, no big deal. I, well, I got. That. I mean, that's what you got to do as an NFL quarterback. Is you you know there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be unfortunate things that happen, and you've got to you've got to bounce back and 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 put that behind you. I, I tell you what, though, it, it, when I talked about Kirk Cousins playing poorly, and then it, I, and that was the question I asked Brandon at the very top of the of the podcast, was that Aaron Rodgers— That was so long ago. How do you even remember? No. Aaron Rodgers, I, what's happened to him— He didn't look good yesterday. Well, he hasn't looked good all year long, and, no. and, and that's what they're talking about going back to last year. I had to ask the question about him— I, I don't think it's a physical thing unless his mechanics are off because he is throwing off his back foot an awful lot. Uh, but he's such a talented passer. You know, I kind of wonder, is there something wrong with him mentally? You know, is it possible? You know, I was listening to the boys on the ticket this morning, yeah. and uh, they were actually asking this question as well. Um, and one of their one of their theories was that um, – Oh, don't go there. I know where you're going. You're going back to The Bachelor. That was one. That he and his brother had bad blood over the bachelor, and that screwed with his head. The other was that uh, uh, he's dating Olivia Munn, and she may be a very high maintenance type girlfriend. Oh my gosh! The third was that yesterday he was particularly um, flummoxed by the fact that Brett Favre was on hand, and then the fourth, which may be the most realistic of all their options, was that he was abducted and probed by aliens. Oh my gosh! I, I you know how. How long has he been in the league now? I mean, well, uh, here's my issue with him, and you know, is he starting to see early signs of CTE? And, and as a, at the quarterback position, is is it is he he's reacting? He's late to everything. Um, yeah, I, 
I, I'm well, just wondering that's it. You, you hate. I'd much rather make wild speculation about the bachelor and the girlfriend than than. Um, well, I don't know. CTE, I mean, but yeah, I, 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 I certainly you have to uh, with the with the um, where we are today with what we do now are starting to understand more about CTE sure. and the number of issues we're seeing with players recently retired. I, I think it's a worthwhile question to ask. Well, there, but, there are lots of players who had it in their twenties, right? So I mean, you know, I, I think it's certainly a possibility when you see a guy as smart as he is. And a guy who's been as accomplished as he is to be on this streak, why in the world would he have just lost his confidence? I don't think it's a matter of having lost his confidence. Right. It doesn't appear to be a physical thing. I, I think that there is a, a larger issue here, and uh, and I certainly hope that's not it for his sake. Right, that's uh, a right. terrible thing. So, okay, so we've 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 I, are we all in agreement that Dak Prescott starts against the Eagles? Yeah, I think he does. Oh my gosh, that's, that is the sh- I, I would go to Las Vegas. I would bet my house. I would bet your house. I would bet Kevin Sherrington's mansion uh, on, on, all, okay. on all of that. All right, so he starts against Philadelphia. Um, let's say he has a bad game against Philadelphia. Yeah. Does he start against Cleveland? You know, uh, here's I think it was going to— Let's it, say the Eagles do do throw something at him and, and flummox him. Does, well, does sure. he start against Cleveland? Does good. he get another start? Uh, that's a good question. Here's the point I was going to make. But did, wait, did, didn't Brandon George tell us if he had, even if he has a good game against Philadelphia— he won't start against Cleveland. I think that's what he said. Oh right. But here's here's the thing. I, what I think is going to happen here is you're going to have for all of us who, who were saying a while ago that that uh, oh Jerry loves Tony, right? Yeah, he does love Tony because Tony was his moneymaker, right? Right. You know, uh, I, I will say that that this is this now is also the problem of the quarterback and the head coach being best friends. No. Well, I think that's a possible but I think also he, he well, here's the, the reason they're best friends is because because Garrett was a quarterback and he loves the quarterback. He loves this quarterback and what he can do and what he brings to the table. He's the only starting quarterback he's had. And and that's all great. And but you you know, you're the head coach and you're going to have to make decisions that are based in cold blood and in the best interests of the team, but but here's the question: Who, is, is, he, he making the is he making the decision? Is he making that decision? And, right. I, and I think that when when it comes down to it, if if Dak has if he starts the Philadelphia game, if Dak starts the Philadelphia game, has another great game, that there is no way that that, I, that, that Jerry Jones will walk in there and say Dak is starting against. I, I I just want to disagree with you. I don't think that Jerry likes Tony because Tony was his money quote unquote money maker. I think he he liked him and 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 he's because he was he saw him as his hope. To get to the Super Bowl, well, yeah, that's no, a money maker. Yeah, yeah. But but no no but I, but I I think Jerry's got plenty of money. He's, he's made plenty of money. His leg he want he desperately wants to get back to the Super Bowl with Jimmy Johnson sitting in a in a studio somewhere. No, you're, you're right, you're right. That's all. It's all part of that. That's thing. all yeah. true. But but, but it's not a it's not a personal thing. Even as oh, much as, as he becomes a no, even as much as he becomes friends with these guys, he's not going to say, "Oh, I want to do this because it's only fair to Tony." No. Yeah. Why we hate it when when Barry yells like that, don't we, Brian? Don't we hate that? Yeah. No! Oh, oh my gosh! Oh my Why do you yell like that? Jerry sees two. There's two levels of competition out there for Jerry. One is the NFL championship and, right. and holding up a Super Bowl trophy, and that that trumps everything else because he's always going to make money. But certainly, he likes the idea of finding new ways to make money. Absolutely. And Tony Romo was a money maker for him, and certainly he liked the fact that he had another star quarterback uh, running this offense who was who was kind of a gambler and kind of a dashing guy out there and who came out of nowhere. It's a great story, and people 
people gravitated towards that. And now he's also seeing that that people love what Dak Prescott has brought. Um, I think if you're if from a from this level, if you're going to ride this momentum, and you are going to say that we are going to base this decision on merit right now. Prescott gets the Philadelphia game, and I don't think there's any question about that. I, I I think the Cowboys are already laying the groundwork that Tony could use an extra week. Of course. Um, and there's no reason why they couldn't get to the Cleveland game and say, well, you know, Tony could really use one more week. But I think I, I think the biggest question comes down to if he has a bad week against Philadelphia, do you start him against Cleveland? And I think that I think that's when you're going to find out the most about him is. Let's say he has a bad week. Is it now somebody starting to figure things out, or did he, or can he bounce back and put the, the a bad week behind him? So for me, he starts at least through Cleveland. Well, I will say this: if you're going to bring Tony back, the best time is Cleveland, right? I mean, you know, it, sure. it's a yeah, they could. They could well, if you're going to bring him back arbitrarily, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think what the point you make about Dak is all perfect, and these are all the things that I said that you know one of the reasons why I said let's let's just tap the brakes on Dak Prescott, okay, early on. It's because we don't know the things. Everything he's done has been successful. Right. How does he respond? Now he he responded well to the pressure he got from the Packers. That was good to see what he could do when, when something bad happened, uh, and he did bounce back. It's, but but, it's but everybody's going to have a bad game, it's right? It's easy to be gracious, and it's easy to hand out credit and say the right things when you win. When you lose, like we saw with Cam Newton yesterday, you know, it's real easy to get to get pouty and get upset and get, get angry and get bitter, and maybe that passes from the podium into the, into the locker room and, and onto the field. So I think it's important – for this team and in this development because because now his development is a real issue for this team. You know, the, the continued development of Dak Prescott is an issue for this team. And Barry stopped pointing at the clock because you just threw off my train of thought. But I think because of that, you have to stick with him at least through a poor performance. All right, I'll, I'll yeah. end it. I'll end it. I'll end it right now for you, okay? You're pulling the plug? Did you see... Gavin Escobar go over and congratulate Dak. Did you see? You saw that, right, Brian? Did you, see, did you see in the second half that it certainly looked like the shots of Romo? And maybe this was just the Fox producers doing their best work, but it certainly looked like Tony was standing on the sidelines with nobody around him. Well, <laughs> at one point, Jeff Heath walked over to talk to him. I, I thought that. of all people, and I saw a tweet about that that Tony's only friend now is <laughs> Jeff Heath. Heath. Of all people, I'm sure Tony was. <laughs> It looked like that you could have uh, you could have emptied on a subway car around Tony, and then people wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been full. And, and if if that's not evidence that everybody's kind of into the Dak Prescott thing, I I, I think then yeah, you know. I, I think that's I think that's true too. Well, you know, here's the thing to me: I think what's what's going to be building here is that uh, if Jason is resistant to Dak being the starting quarterback and bringing Tony back. We're going to see a, a war between him and Jerry Jones. Yeah, and, and, and it, that's the thing that could that could really hurt this team. Because I'm looking at the schedule right now, guys, and i got to tell you, you know, who Wait. knows if, if Roethlisberger will be back for that Cowboy uh, at Pittsburgh game. But They looked really good against uh, the Dolphins. Oh, my God. Yeah, they you know, they've lost good. two games this year, and in both games they've looked awful. Terrible, but, terrible. But let's – let, let's assume that they, they, they beat the Eagles at home, okay? Okay. They're going to beat the Browns, right? Maybe. In Trap Cleveland. game. They'll beat the Browns. Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. Let's put that down for a loss. Uh, let's put it down for an L, yeah. Okay. They beat Baltimore here, right? Eh, probably, yeah. Uh, Washington here on Thanksgiving Day. Who's the quarterback in, in these games? 
We don't know, Barry. <laughs> well, then we're just assuming anybody yeah. could beat them. But I tell you, that Washington game now. Now here, I'm going to say they split with the Redskins. Okay, all right. So that's two. That's two losses. And split. Then with they the go. Eagles. Then they go to Minnesota. That's a loss. That's we're going to put that down as a loss. They they go to New York. That's uh, a win. That uh, uh, that's close. They won't be swept by the Giants. I'm going to I'm going to say that they'll split with the Giants. Right. Okay. So they uh, then they beat Dallas. Then they beat Tampa Bay here. Yep. They beat Detroit here. Uh, that's a the, the Lions are, are are a real wild card team. They, they are. They can be so up and so down. Yeah, they can. I, I would give the Cowboys there just because it's a home game. Um, and then the last game is at Philadelphia. Yeah, and that's at Philadelphia. I'd say I'd say they lose that, that game. That's a loss, I, and they're not. That's I the game say, they're knocked out of the playoffs. And no, oh, no, no, because I mean they're rolling into that game eleven and four. I think. I think we look at that with at them rolling into that game eleven and four, and I think the question then becomes, you know, are they playing for home field advantage, and is what's Philadelphia playing for? Right, and that becomes a real, again that becomes a real toss up. But now it's not a question of whether or not. Does it knock them out of the playoffs like it has in the past? It becomes a question of whether or not they get home field what advantage. If, what if Mark Sanchez has to throw a pass for this team? It's possible. You know, here's the thing. It's, it's possible. Interesting to me. If Tony comes back, right, and they act, they're not going to carry three quarterbacks on right. the active roster. So, uh, so they might have to. So, but, but what do they do? I mean, what, in that situation, let's say Dak gets dinged up in, in a game. Can't you – I thought – at one point in time, I thought you could you could have a, a quarterback as an inactive, and he could play, but the 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 quarterback who or the starter or whoever it was would not be able to return. Boy, I don't know, Mister Rulemaker on that. We had to, we get uh, let's get Mike Pereira. Let's on get the Mike line. Pereira on the line to talk about that. Hey, it's forty seven minutes in, and we got to go. All right, so, so oh, that's go. okay. What Kevin says, we, we got other go. podcasts. We finally got to all the topics, you know. Instead of you, we didn't even talk about David Irving. David Irving played great. David Irving played great, and and his his great great grandfather Washington was outstanding as well. Um, what? Little literary humor. Washington Irving, you've heard of him, haven't you? Take us out, Evan. Oh my gosh, he doesn't know who Washington Irving is. It's amazing. Uh, anyway, so um, we will uh, we will get out of here. I'm going to let Brian uh, roll us on out. Brian, take us out, will you? Thanks for listening to the Cowboys Ballsy with a Z podcast. Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.